Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create conscious change all around the world. Now here's your Wickedly Smart host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate wickedly smart women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and today we welcome our special guest, Donna Tashin. Donna is the founder of Vibrant Living International, a nonprofit organization. She is also a life mastery coach, ordained minister, podcaster, and author. She helps to bring accelerated transformation to people across the world. Her passion is to help you reach your full potential. She specializes in helping you turn your baggage into luggage so you can live the life of your dreams using and developing your spiritual intelligence. Donna has been speaking and coaching for over 20 years and has developed powerful programs and workshops to help you through life's transitions and challenges to achieve your goals or dreams. Welcome to the show, Donna. Thank you, Angel. It is my pleasure to be here today. Well, it is my pleasure to host you. <laughs> so I would love to start our time together today. I think you're one of the few people I have had on who has a nonprofit organization. So mm -hmm. I think I'd like to start our conversation today by talking a little bit about that. What inspired you to go that direction when you stepped into serving people? This is the second nonprofit I've founded. So I have a passion to really help people. Part of my transition has been learning to still excel because nonprofit doesn't mean you don't make money. Mm. It's all in the way that your organization is set up and then your purpose and your mission is really the difference between a nonprofit and a for-profit organization. So my, that's been part of my growth story is around money. Cause I just trying to do everything for free and free doesn't work. That's, that's right. Doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> and so learning that I can, the more that people, as far as I'm a coach, so the more people invest in themselves is actually equivalent to a lot of the transformation they receive. And I've found that in my own life, when I invest in myself that we also do that. So nonprofit doesn't mean no profit. It just is the way that the structure is set up. And as an ordained minister, it made sense to have a nonprofit organization. Yeah, beautiful. I'm also ordained, but I did not yet set up a nonprofit organization for myself. So what I want to do is let's uh, let's go back in time, Donna, mm -hmm. and let's talk a little bit about what got you to the place where you did decide to step into some kind of entrepreneurial venture, whether it was nonprofit or for-profit, you know, were you always entrepreneurial? Were you always the one in your circle that people came to for advice or, you know, what's the backstory here that inspired you to set yourself up to serve others in the way that you do? 
Yes, I was always the girl people were coming to. Always have been as far back as I can remember. One of the things my daughter said is, mom, there was always women sitting on the couch crying and you were helping them. It was just part of her memories growing up. So I was always that type of person for most of, yes, an entrepreneurial in thoughts. It's like, I just always thought that way. For most of my adult life, I was raising children while doing business, while doing other things on the side, if you will. My children were full-time and um, my kids were grown. They were all on their own. And I was working at that time as a realtor and my husband and I have a property management company. So we have more than one thing going on as most women, (laughs) most of us do. And I just wasn't doing that part of me that really, I call it coaching. Now we did, it wasn't, coaching wasn't a thing when we were younger. It just wasn't what we called it anyway. And so I went to work for a nonprofit thinking that that was going to be touching that passion place that I had in my heart to be a mentor would be another word for that we might use. And I worked there for a while, but it was never doing it. It was never it. But I felt like it had to be it because I didn't know what else to do. So if you will, you put all your eggs in a basket and the basket breaks. You know, it was one of those days. So management changed and I was let go. And you know those things that happen in your life when you can remember what the weather was like, the date it was like, what you were wearing, what time it was. It was one of those days. It was March 31st. And I live in Michigan, in Western Michigan, and it was trying to decide if it was sleeting or raining, and it was kind of sideways, and it matched my face as I left this place going, what do I do now? And I wrote in my journal, it's kind of embarrassing to state, but we've all written things in our journal that feels embarrassing. I wrote in my journal, I feel kind of like a piece of trash nobody wants, Mm. and I don't know what to do. Mm. And it was a really hard day, but I also state now it was one of the worst and best days ever because it made me do what I really love and I wouldn't be doing vibrant living and impacting women around the world. If it had stayed the same, I would have settled and settling is a whole nother subject. (laughs) Yes, it is. What I love about your story is, you know, it's so funny as a, as a podcast host, it's so interesting to me. Every time I have a guest on, there's always a piece of my own story in their story. So I actually spent 20 years in the real estate business and did a lot of property management for many years. And, uh, and then I had my spiritual awakening and I will never forget the day that I walked out of the real estate business, because in my case, you know, we tell these stories so that our listeners can hear themselves in the story, right? So in my case, I knew that if I stayed one more day, I was going to die. And in fact, the me that I was did die. The me that I was had to die in order to become the me that I am today. So I want to go from here, Donna, is I really would love to talk about you know, you said you were working for a nonprofit and you were doing all this other stuff on the side and you were being a mom and like you had this rite of passage essentially, right? Where you got (laughs) kicked to the curb 
and felt like a piece of trash, but it also was your liberation day, right? And so what I'd love to have you talk about is what were the things that you had to do to A, lift yourself up out of feeling like you were a piece of trash, and then B, start to look at, okay, what am I actually going to do now that is no longer settling? Yes. Great question. One of the first things that I began to do was for me is uh, I prayed and did a lot of journaling around because while, while I'm beating myself up, I know better. I've been coaching and mentoring people for years. And I know that the feelings I'm having will not get me to where I want to go. So learning to be able to refocus on that, I call one of the steps of turning my baggage into luggage, which was one of these situations is I call it building my understanding, um, superpower or muscle, whatever word resonates with you. And it's that there can be good coming out of any situation. We just have to start looking for it. Baggage thinking is, why did this happen? Dad didn't treat me right. That wasn't fair. This isn't right. And I got other stories. This is a minor one. Mm -hmm. And so I've had experience with walking through this. It's just, this is how vibrant living started. So, and then we drag that stuff around with us and we don't even realize it. The luggage thinking is, is I can't change this, but I'm going to use it to grow and I'm going to use it to become the best me I can be and help others in the process. I call these incidents in our life gifts wrapped in sandpaper. They actually Mm -hmm. rub off all of our stuff and we begin to see who we really are. And so I begin to do a lot of soul searching of what are your gifts and what do you want to do now that you're all grown up? What do you want to do? The vision that I had was a red thread going through my life all the different activities and businesses and things I had been involved in. And there was always the component of mentoring or coaching, as we would call it today. And I'm like, well, then how do I do that and make money? Mm -hmm. (laughs) How do I do that and not give it away like I had done for most of my life? Yeah. And so that was the component is I began to ask God questions. How do I do that? I began to change my self-talk. I began to journal all the negative and focus and declare what I wanted instead. And through asking questions to God, I believe we get guidance. And I ran into somebody else who was a coach. And I ran into somebody else who was a coach. And I'm like, so where did you go to school? And I've been investigating schools. Which one resonated with what I had in my heart? And I signed up and I had lost a job and had no clue how I was going to pay for it. (laughs) I love you. I love you. I love a woman who knows how to say yes to the guidance with no clue about how it's going to get paid for. Oh my God, Donna. All right. So there's so much here that I just want to really underscore for our listeners. And then we're going to take a short break. The first thing that you said that I want to really invite our listeners to do is to take a moment and ask yourself, listeners, what do you want to do, right? I remember when I had this question asked and it wasn't 
what do you want to do? The person who asked me asked it, what do you want? And for me in that moment, because of my own baggage, shall we Mm -hmm. say, in that moment, having somebody ask me that question, what do you want? It was such a shock. It was like, I get wants. I get to actually have wants of my own, right? Yes. And that alone opened me. So what is it that you want or want to do? The second thing I want to underscore is we want to make money and not keep giving it all away. We're going to talk about that on the backside of the break. Number three was ask and get guidance. Ask and get guidance. Number four is look for resonance, like look for resonance of where you can get the help to get to what you want. And then number five was making the decision to invest, even if you didn't know how the money was going to show up in order to make that magic happen. So we are going to take a short break. Hopefully I've condensed that for you in a way that's digestible, uh, listeners. Right now, we want to say, though, that we could use your help. If you are enjoying the show and want us to stay on the air, please consider making a donation at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com. We'd also like to ask you to share with your lovely lady friends who you think might benefit from our content. Help a gal out and let your sisters, mothers, daughters, friends, and colleagues know about the show so we can serve them, too. I want to say a big thank you to all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We're welcoming thousands of downloads from all over the world. We've got 94 countries now. Well, Michigan, you're in Michigan, right? I'm in Michigan. Michigan. Let's shout out to our listeners in Michigan. Uh, Let's also shout out to our listeners in the Maldives and our listeners in Malaysia. We'll do all the M's today. There we go. We will be right back with Donna Tashjian. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Wealthy Life Mentor. Women, are you on the edge knowing that life is calling you to make a change? Are you ready to be part of the evolution of what it means to be a wickedly smart woman creating your wealthy life by design, a life that is an extraordinary work of art? Angel B. Hartwell, the Wealthy Life Mentor, is hired by Women in Transition, Women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance, become clear on the value of their wisdom, and embody a beauty-filled, balanced life of shameless self-expression. Discover your wealthy life readiness by taking the quiz at quiz.wealthylifementor.com. And we are back with Donna. You can find out more about Donna and how to uh, work with her and also receive her free book, An Umbrella on a Sunny Day, by going to I, that's the the letter I, vibrantliving.com, ivibrantliving.com. We will have that for you in the show notes. So before we went to the break, Donna, we talked about all the things that you did to begin to liberate yourself from settling and to also begin the vibrant living organization. So I want to take a moment to talk about this money journey that you had, because I think for many, many, many women, I know that this was part of my own journey as well. We literally, especially at a certain generation of us, 
were at the tail end of the generational conditioning that said that women were responsible for holding together the fabric of the community. And we had to do that uncompensated. Like everything was about women volunteering. And then all of a sudden, we also got sent out to work. <laughs> so now we're working full time and we're volunteering and we're parenting and we're doing and this and this and this and this. And there was and still, we're still fighting compensation equivalency. So I'd love to have you speak a little bit about your own journey or maybe about how you help the people that you help to really get clear about the value that you have to offer to this world as a wickedly smart, vibrantly living woman. One of the things that you had talked about when you had um, condensed things that I just wanted to touch on is we cannot get to our hopes and dreams with the same level of thinking that we are currently at. And so that was why I invested in myself and continue to do so. So if you get a coach, make sure they have a coach because if they continue to invest in themselves, they will continue to grow. And it puts you in a way different place of not realizing we don't know what we don't know. We really don't. And so I did that and was freaking absolutely out. <laughs> and I remember, you know, how do, what are we supposed to charge and how is this supposed to work? And will, will people really do this? And is this really going to work out and learning how to. Uh, so I did all I did a bunch of work around my belief systems, around money around my value, around the things you're talking about and learning how to be able to uh, tap into what I really desire. And one of my coaches said is, Donna, what do you think you should make a year? And I put out a number and she said, how about we add two zeros? And I'm like, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, Oh my God. I'm just like, could, is that okay? Mm. You know, we ask all these questions and learning that we can, what, and, and the other thing she asked me is how much goodness is too much goodness. Mm. It isn't it, money is a tool. It is a tool that I can help more people. It's a reflection of how many lives I touch. Mm. It, it's just that. And so learning that I can not limit what God can do through me and the lives that I can touch and be able to embrace it and take it a step at a time. First is what do I want? And then stretch it a little mm. and just take it a step at a time because it isn't an overnight thing where you can say, I'm going to charge 20 bucks an hour and I'm charging $10,000 for an hour. That's not an overnight process. But as you begin to see life transform and believe in yourself, have people speaking into you as well as you helping others, then you're able to increase your belief system. You transform, they transform, and the whole world is changed. That is exactly right. And, you know, I think the important piece that I want to really underscore here is if you are getting coaching and delivering coaching, then you are exponentially better equipped to yeah. create whatever it is that you're intending to create because otherwise you're literally throwing spaghetti against the wall. I like to use the analogy is 
I work a lot with messengers and people who are here with a big message for the world. And I use the analogy of, I call it messenger mountain. If you're at the bottom of Mount Everest, which is the tallest mountain on the planet, you could one step at a time go up the mountain by yourself, or you could hire a Sherpa who is going to help you not only go the most efficient route, but also probably the safest route and is going to help you avoid a lot of the pitfalls because when you're investing with someone, you're actually getting the benefit of all the mistakes that they made Absolutely. in addition to all the investments that they made. Absolutely. Well, I do want to talk a little bit about, because it's interesting that you set, we started talking about being a nonprofit. So it's interesting that you set yourself up as a nonprofit. So I'd love if you wouldn't mind for you to talk a little bit about that, because when we're talking about what we're charging as an individual coach, there's a difference between, you know, being an individual solopreneur and having an organization, which could be a small organization or could be a big organization. It changes the picture significantly when you are asking people for money that is not just going to pay you, but is also going to sustain and support the long-term sustainability of the organization. So can we talk a little bit about that choice and how that impacted your decisions about who you're working with and what you're charging and what you're paying yourself? Yes, I work with, I do, I'm a coach to coaches. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so I do work with women who have, and so what I recommend for either a person who is a solopreneur, if you will, whatever their legality setup is, is create a salary for yourself and create that irregardless of what you're charging. And that will grow as your organization grows and you grow, you'll be able to receive a salary. That's what I recommend all the way around. And then when people are investing, they are investing in themselves, not paying you. And it shifts your mindset. It shifts their mindset as well. Nonprofits the same way. I get a salary. And from that salary, then people invest in um, themselves. Now, as a nonprofit, we also have some scholarships available because not everyone that I want to touch can pay what we recommend. That's the way we word it. This is a recommended investment. How close can you get to that if you can't get to that? And then we do have um, scholarships that help people with that. And if it's someone that just isn't a good fit, then I don't offer that. Mm. You know, I just don't offer the scholarship to them. If they're not a good fit, I don't even offer to move forward. But I always try to find somebody who can help them if it's not me. But most people who resonate with my message, I end up being able to find some type of resource that I have or others that be it. Because the goal is, is helping us be the best we, be, we can be to get rid of our crap so that we can create the life we've always loved. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Totally. So in the last couple of minutes that we have, is there a favorite story that you have of a particular client that you have helped to embrace their own vibrant living vision? Oh, there's so many. 
One of my absolute favorites is a woman that I met at a group, a networking group that I had started. I have a group called Vibrant Women. Duh, you know, kind of fits. (laughs) (laughs) And I was talking to her about how this kind of thing, about how things can work out for good, how all of that kind of stuff. And we had a couple people in the group say, tell their stories and say, yes, I can resonate. And she raised her hand with kind of a scowl on her face and goes, well, that's not what I found in my life. And I don't see that any good. And what had happened to her that she went on to share is that she had had a, a little bit of trouble in her marriage. Her husband and her had had a fight. It was her second marriage. And he went out for milk and did not come home. Mm. Car accident. End of story. So she's guilty. She's, you know, shame and guilt and all of that. But what I discovered also, almost everyone I work with has had some type of painful childhood, which adds into what their present things is. So we begin to unpack her suitcase, if you will, and watching her transform and being able to forgive herself and forgive him and forgive other people in her life and be able to then create the life she wants. Because when I first met, she says, I want to go part-time, but I don't know how I can afford to go part-time. And so I'm like, well, let's just work with it. And and now she's part-time. Mm-hmm. And now she's thinking about when she'll retire and what she wants to do and how it's possible. Everything mm-hmm. is possible. Mm-hmm. We just always don't know how we're going to get there yet. So there are so many women who we, one incident was what she came to talk about, but there's so much more Mm. that's happened to us that lead up to incidents like me losing the job wasn't the first thing. Of course not. So so learning how to transform one of my favorite quotes, if I can share that as I wrap up this, because I get excited. One of my favorite quotes that my coach said to me is get up every day and proceed as if success is inevitable. Because most of the time we get up every day and try not to fail. Mm, I love it. And so instead of trying not to fail, act as if, make decisions from the place that success is just a matter of time. It's inevitable. I just need to do one step at a time, one more thing at a time with that kind of attitude and it changes everything. It certainly does, Donna. Well, what a beautiful way to end our time together today. Ladies, act as if success is inevitable. And be sure to check out Donna and iVibrantLiving.com and get her book, An Umbrella on a Sunny Day. And consider investing if you are resonant with what she has to offer. And remember, when you invest, you're investing in yourself. So listeners, we do love feedback. Please let us know what you think of today's show by calling into our listener line. We'll have that for you in the show notes, or you can send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your ears open. And remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing 
activating and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each new episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.